we have it on the screen. Isaiah 60, 1 to 3. All right. Arise shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord shines over you for look darkness covers the earth and total darkness the people but the Lord will shine over you and his glory will appear over you nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your radiance. I want to read it from the Living Bible. Arise, my people. Let your light shine for all the nations to see. For the glory of the Lord is streaming from you. I say again. Arise my people. Let your light shine for the nations to see. For the glory of the Lord is streaming like a river from you. Darkness as black as night shall cover all the peoples of the earth. But the glory of the Lord will shine from you. All nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to see the glory of the Lord upon you. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah. You know, I read it from several versions, and when I got to this one, oh, light lit up in my heart. The glory of God is the same as God. Because God is glory personified and glorious. You can actually separate God from his glory. Praise the Lord. God's glory is the ultimate goal of human existence. It's the ultimate aim or ambition of heaven. It is the manifest beauty of God's infinite perfection. His infinite glorious, His infinite greatness, His infinite words are going public with all that God represents. God's glory, I repeat, is the manifest beauty of God's infinite perfection, His infinite greatness, His infinite words, or going public with everything that God represents. In other words, God carries something that cannot be seen. God carries something that nobody knows about. His glory is the bringing out of what God carries. 
His glory is the effulgence of what God carries. Praise the Lord. The manifestation of his glory comes with his presence and power. Every time God shows up, it means he is here. Because his presence is here, his power has got to be here. So just like you can't separate God from his glory, you can't separate God from his power. Praise the Lord. But we will try to, you know, differentiate. Because we said, when God shows up, his power must accompany his presence. What is the difference between, like we said during this Sunday school, that we'll be talking about glory from the dimension of glory in his presence and the glory of his power. And remember, all of this is how he relates to you. So everything we're talking about, bear at the back of your heart, at the fore of your thinking. How does this relate to me? Praise the Lord. God's presence or the glory of his presence is what nourishes us. It is what keeps us. It is what transforms us. It is what turns us into the image of Christ. As we fellowship, as we enjoy his word, dig into his word where he dwells, enjoy his person, we are changed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Intimacy, therefore, with God is the first dimension of the work of glory in the life of a man. Intimacy is the first dimension of the work of glory, God's glory, in the life of a man. I'll take us back through history, then we'll come back to our time and round off. God's power, on the other hand, or the revelation of the glory of God, as it relates to his power, shows or displays what God is capable of. It is the second dimension of God's glory, whether as he used to be or reborn. They can be through us, for us, or by us, but they do not enhance us. I said the glory of God in his presence enhances us. It builds us up. It nourishes us. It makes us all that God wants us to be. It makes us or transforms us to Christ. The second one dimension is his glory as it relates to his power. His acts. This does not add to the quality of our person. This does not enrich us in any way. It can improve our story, our testimonies, but it doesn't enhance the quality of God in us. Praise the Lord. That is why we are trying to balance both today. Hallelujah. His power on display are proofs of him 
be in us and in our midst. Praise the Lord. There are several testimonies we could share. But we can just remind you of the one our sister shared last week. Somebody like that Ijeo will say who grew up being sick every time. Pastor will tell you that there's a moment in the year where he knows around August, right? He knows he has to fall ill. It's natural. He has, there are some of us who live like that. Every part of the year, you know, this is, they say, once rain is about to start, I fall ill. So you know it's your own illness. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And somehow, you come to a place, and as you begin to study God's word, I've not been ill in the last two years. What happened? Praise the Lord. It's not so much of a great miracle. Listen, don't, uh, don't think that we share it because we, we want to tell you it's a great miracle. No, 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 no. We're trying to reveal something to you today so that you understand that it should be normal. What did I say? It should be normal. Certain things should be normal in your life. And I pray the Almighty God will show us today in the mighty name of Jesus. So the revelation of God's glory is God's intent of manifesting his presence and power to man or true man. Psalm 19 verse 1. Can we have it up in the screen? On the screen. The heavens declare the glory. The heavens show that God exists, his presence, and the heaven shows God's power. The sky proclaims the work of his hands. Praise the Lord. So glory is two-dimensional. Praise the Lord. I shall remember you because at the end of the day we're going to summarize that you are glorious or that you carry glory and that means in your being you carry glory and that means in your actions there should be manifestation of glory praise the Lord so you know the end now from the beginning but we're going to weave around storytelling as it were Psalm 8 4 to 6. I tried to explain it last week. I'll take time to explain it more now. Because I'm going to tell a story. Psalm 8, 4 to 6. What is man that you remember him? And the son of man that you look after him? I shared with us during the Sunday school that what happened here was that when God made man in Genesis, they told us God made man and that God breathed into him the bread of life. Praise the Lord. But they didn't explain what the breath of life was. A lot of people assumed that man began to live because of the bread of life. Praise the Lord. Uh, there are so many interpretations. Like I said, when something is not explicitly explained, people give their human interpretation. But it's important that we allow scripture interpret scripture so that we don't make mistakes. So, verse 5 he said you made him a little less than God 
praise master Jesus and you made him a little less than God and you crowned him with glory and honor so what God breathed into man was that God picked up the man he created and he vomited what made him God he put in the man Astounded, they were baffled, they were astonished. Capture it, David, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, showed up this. I try to explain that in, in that era, God doesn't visit anybody, He sits on the throne as God. And everything worships and bows before him. But when God made man and vomited his being into man, the following day God stood up from his throne in his almightiness and he went to visit man. And all the angels in heaven stood up and saw God move to go and visit man. One day, they said, Lord, what is this thing you have made? That you are so mindful. As God, you don't visit anyone. But well, here you are, visiting man. I'm showing you a picture of who you are. Praise the Lord. He said, you made him a little, a little lower than the Trinity. He used the word Elohim. God the Father. God the And honor. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was the position of man from the beginning. In other words, God couldn't relate with angels. When God made angels, he made them to serve him. He couldn't be friends with them. God needed a being that could be his friend. Somebody he can refer to as my best friend. Like he said, Abraham, my friend. God needed such a creature. And he knew such a creature had to be above angels. So he made a deputy God. Called him man and became friends with him. The Bible told us in Romans chapter 3, verse 23. And we have it on the screen. I'll come back to Psalm 8, verse 6. But let's read Romans 3. Verse 23. He said, For all have seen and fall short of the glory of God. So what sin did to man was that sin reduced man from the position of glory to the position where man is today. Praise the Lord. Immediately God restored the glory in Jesus. But 
before the full dispensation of time for this to happen, God created for friends with man. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. I'll read from the voice translation. Verse 26 and 27. Colossians 1, 26, 27 from the voice translation. From here he said the hidden mystery for ages. The mystery hidden for ages and generations. But now revealed to his saints, 27, God wanted to make known to those among the Gentiles the glorious wealth of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. From the voice, he says the, the mystery of the ages. He put it in, in, in colon. Uh, it's like, watch. The history of the ages. That was the caption. Praise the Lord. What was hidden for ages, generations and generations, is now being revealed by to his only ones. He decided to make known to them his blessing to the nations. The glorious riches of this mystery is the dwelling of the anointed one in you that is the very hope of glory he said the blessing to the nations packaged in a mystery is God dwelling in you praise the Lord Let somebody shout hallelujah so when man fell and God restored this there had to be a time lapse. What was happening? To show you what God wanted. To show you the heart of God. To show you his heart cry, his intent. Exodus chapter 25 verse 8. God called the children of Israel. He told Terah, I want to restore my promise. Can you please leave where you are and go to a place? Terah moved the wall, stopped at somewhere, and couldn't continue. And God told his son, Abraham, Abraham, can you please complete your father's assignment? I had told him at first to leave, but he didn't understand me. Abraham moved, and his children continued. He said, they are to make a sanctuary for me. That they dwell amongst them. In other words, God needed to dwell with man. That was his primary purpose for creating man. I needed to live in man. I needed to show forth my glory in man. Praise the Lord. Can you put verse chapter 40 for me? Exodus chapter 40. Let's read from 33 to 38. Exodus 40. Let's see what happened. When they finish the tabernacle. Next, Moses sets up the surrounding courtyard for the tabernacle and the altar and hung a screen 
for the gates of the courtyard. So Moses finished the work. The cloud covered the tent of the meeting. Immediately the Moses finished. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. 35. Moses was unable to enter the tent of meeting. Because the cloud rested on it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. 36. The Israelites set out whenever the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle throughout all the stages of their journey. 37. If the cloud was not taken up, they did not set out until the day it was taken up. Verse 38. For the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day. And there was a fire inside the cloud by night, visible to the entire house of Israel throughout all the stages of their journey. The children of Israel were outside. Moses will be outside. God will stay in the tabernacle and say, I'm not going anywhere. God told them, build the tabernacle. I want to stay in your midst. I want to love you. You are my friend. They finally built the tabernacle. Bible says God will come and stay in the tabernacle. And stay there all by himself. He just wanted to be in the midst of human beings. That has always been his plan. That has always been his desire. To be inside human being. To be with human being. Praise the Lord. He said as long as he was there, they didn't move. If you wanted to enter the tabernacle, you couldn't. Praise the Lord. Can you move to 2 Chronicles chapter 5? I read verse 1, 13 and 14. 2 Chronicles 5. He said that was God's pattern throughout the journey. The trumpeters, the singers, verse 1 first. Verse 1 before 13 and 14. 2 Chronicles 5 verse 1. So all the work Solomon did for the lost temple was completed. Then Solomon brought the consecrated things of his father David, the silver, the gold, and all the utensils, and put them in the treasuries of God's temple. Go to verse 13. The trumpeters and singers joined together to praise and thank the Lord with one voice. They raised their voices, accompanied with trumpets, cymbals, musical instruments, in praise to the Lord. For he is good, his faithful love endures forever. The temple, the Lord's temple was filled with a cloud. 14. And because of the cloud, the priests were unable to continue ministering. For the glory of the Lord filled God's temple. Let somebody shout hallelujah. I wanted to show you the heartbeat of God over the years. And why you should understand the place you occupy. Praise the Lord. God made man. Filled him with glory. That even angels were jealous. Man threw it away because he didn't understand. Praise the Lord. God restored it in Christ. But before it was time for Jesus to return and restore it fully, God was looking for a way 
to live in man. God was looking for a way to become one with man. To what intent? Praise the Lord. Jesus was manifested to bring us into that glory. To carry both the presence and the power of God. I don't know what you're feeling right now, but if when God entered the temple, how many of us have seen Aladdin? You've seen Aladdin, right? Go and watch Katuno. It's not only for children. When you rub the magic lantern or the magic lamp and the genie comes out, is the genie a small man? You know what that magic lantern is? It's like a man carrying a great God inside. Praise the Lord. And all you need to do is rob or fellowship with the master. Once you have robbed or fellowship with the master, he said the giant in you will arise. What happens? Make a wish. And it shall come to pass. Ladies and gentlemen, when Jesus came and died, he brought the glory into man again. Man went back to God's original plan. It therefore means that when the glory has come, and you know, sickness can live inside Death can live inside. Poverty can live inside. He said any time the glory of God came, they couldn't enter. Praise the Lord. It's not as if they didn't want to enter. They tried. But they couldn't enter. I was listening to Kenneth Hagen last week. And he shared a story I've read before. At the age of 13, he died. He had been born again, brilliant child of God, but he had several sicknesses, including cancer of the blood, leukemia. And it was so terrible that the doctor said, everybody should forget it, this one will die. And one day, he was on the deathbed, he called his younger brother, said, please go, call mama. I want to tell her goodbye because I'm going, I'm dying. The brother ran off and went to call the mom. Come please, Kenneth is dying. He said he wants to say goodbye to you because he knows he's dying. He said in the moment he left his body. He saw his body on the bed and he was moving out. Until he got above and he heard a voice. He said he believed the voice was the voice of Jesus. He said, go back. Go back. You can't come now. For the work I assigned you on the earth has not been done. He said the only thing he saw was that he came back. And as he was coming back, 
he saw the mother holding his hand on the bed. And he went back into his body. He said he couldn't share it for over 30 